0: Welcome into the official. Tonight, we've got a bit of a mix and match episode. We are going to talk about Matt's upcoming, well, just released article that uh, is a primer for the 2023 class. We are going to do a mailbag from our Discord. So uh, if you're not in there and you watch this show, you definitely want to get in the Discord. It comes as part of the lowest level of Campus to Canton um, subscription, $2.99 per month. And then you can get all the goodies in there with communication with with the whole uh, community and then, you know, mailbag questions. And then finally, we are going to talk about recent commitments. There is a lot of, it is definitely commitment season. There is a lot of premium players who are making their college decision as we speak. This is The Official. everyone it's just me and matt here tonight david i think he had a flight delayed or something could not make it and we don't have a special guest interview matt good to be here with you tonight we're gonna have a nice conversation about a number of topics nice looking forward to it all right as always before we get started if you're watching this video and you like what you see please subscribe uh, also, put on notifications so you never miss an episode of The Official and all the other great things Campus to Canada is putting out here on the YouTube channel. Um, speak of CampusCandid.com, why don't you also go visit the site? We have memberships starting at $2.99 per month with a ton of extra goodies in there, um, and it goes up from there. And finally, we have a bunch of guides out. If you're watching this and you like fantasy football, whether it's college, Debbie, Dynasty, we have got you covered um a college football guide a freshman guide kind of with more of a Devi angle c2c angle and then, and then a Devi guide as well speaking of all the content we're putting out matt you just released i think yesterday or today a 2023 recruiting primer kind of a very high level view these are the guys i like is that right yep
1: pretty much i just want to cover the class for everybody else who wasn't going into it already so
0: Sure, I mean, you you know, it's never too early. Rivals even is putting out its 2024 five stars this week, I believe. So, you know, it's never too early to get a head start on the next class. Even if you just like college football and recruiting, if you're into C2C and stuff, you can never start planning out your next year. And we actually have a question later about, should we even care about the 2023 class already? And the answer is probably yes. So these are rising seniors and you've already you know taken a nice look and you broke down QB, running back, receiver, which for fantasy purposes that is mostly what we care about. Um so you highlighted a guy at quarterback that I personally am probably you know in in his fan club for sure. Avery Johnson. What do you like about him? Kind of an unknown guy. I think even for people who follow recruiting, he's a four-star, but he's from Kansas and I think he gets lost in the shuffle a little bit.
1: Yeah, he's not really I I don't know what the highest sight on him is right now, but I believe he's around, like, QB 10 for most of them. But uh, I think he's the most dynamic quarterback in this class with what he can do with his legs. That's not really something else that any of the other top quarterbacks in this class can do, really. I mean, there's guys that can move. Like, Arch Manning can move, but he's not, you know, he's not anything special. Dylan Longer, and he can run, but he's not, he's not the level of athlete that Avery is. So it definitely sets him apart and he is a good enough quarterback or a good enough thrower on top of it. That really elevates the stock. If it wasn't for his size, if he was 220 pounds, I think you'd be in the conversation for quarterback one.
0: Those are heavy. Those are strong words. You know uh, I agree with what you said. And actually if, if anybody here has not checked out his basketball highlights and you want mm-hmm. to understand the level of athleticism mass talking about here. Go watch his basketball highlights. The dude has, like, straight-up poster dunks on people mm-hmm. on fast breaks, in the lane. I mean, he is explosive. He's very springy, obviously, and just elevates. You know he's got um, – going to have an incredible, like, broad jump whenever that time comes, and he's testing those sorts of things, vertical jump. He's listed at 170. You, you did bring up his weight. You know, if he was 220, he'd be even higher for you. Uh, he is 170. I saw him in person. Like I stood right next to him at the elite 11 um, regional in Nashville. He didn't strike me as like skinny. I mean, there were some quarterbacks that are listed at 170, 175 that very clearly were like either that or below. So I don't know if it's a matter of he hasn't updated certain things. He looks thick. I mean, he, he not like, not like Cam Newton thick, but you know, he looks well put <laughs> together. He does not strike me as this like, frail, skinny guy. So either he carries the weight very well, or he might be a little heavier than we think. But um, truly dynamic player. And I also just, my two cents from seeing him at the National 11, I've been kind of beating this drum. All the things you said about athleticism and um, exciting nature of his game is true, but he, he was successful and he looked good. He looked the part, kind of doing those more systematic QB drills you know, not showing off his athleticism, not when the play breaks down and he's scrambling around and making a big play. These were like three step, three step, drop, throw, five step, drop, throw. And he was mechanical in a good way, you know, cause I was mm-hmm. expecting, I was expecting a little bit of, uh, you know, just loose mechanics and stuff, but it looked really good. And I was like, wow, if he can do that. Plus we know he's like, gives off Josh Allen vibes, you know, kind of like mm-hmm. with Wild nature of play. In fact, one uh, kind of the floor comp for him for me a little bit is kind of like an Adrian Martinez type player. Okay, like, but t- like the floor, like potentially mm-hmm. could be a guy who's running around and uh, unfortunately makes a lot of mistakes, but also makes a lot of big plays. That's kind of your Adrian Martinez. Um, I think on the high end, like he's not as big as Josh Allen yet, but he puts on twenty to thirty pounds in college, which probably isn't crazy considering he also kind of looks young. Um, maybe some development there just physically that's to come as well. But yeah, I mean, I think his like ceiling is maybe not as big as Josh Allen, but like that kind of player where he's like wild in a good way. Uh, and also can, can make the, you know, the, the QB plays as well.
1: I think depending on where he goes, we, you know, this is ceiling talk again, right? But he could have a thousand yard rushing season. Like I, I, think he'll come into college and he'll be one of the better rushing quarterbacks. Yeah, in all of college.
0: I mean, I, I got him
1: at twenty-one point two miles per hour, I think, and mm-hmm. he moves super that's smooth laterally fast. too. Yeah,
0: that's fast. blazing for a quarterback. I mean, we don't mm-hmm. see many. You know, if you're cracking, no, on that's team. like that's like Nate Johnson fast
1: from yeah twenty twenty-two yeah. I
0: that's still don't think say. he's getting enough love. I mean, he is, like you said, he is ranked top ten, but like, mm, but it's player, always in the back. I, I think the the public knowledge just isn't there, but yeah, he signs with a big time. I mean, he, you know, he's he's taken an official, he's taken an official to Oregon. I know he's taken an official to Washington. He, if he winds up at a Pac-12 school, you could be talking about a year one, you know, maybe not day one starter, but like year one gets in the mix and and then really produces by year two. I'm all in. Like I, I've liked him from the moment I watched him, and mm-hmm. every time I've revisited. Avery Johnson, I either get confirmation from people like you who are like, I'm seeing it too, or just seeing him in person. It was like checking box. Like he just keeps checking boxes Mm -hmm. every time he comes up in conversation. I believe Um, uh, Alan True was a big Avery Johnson fan too, I believe. And he's a Midwest expert. I mean, he knows (laughs) that area and yeah, you're right. And then we we actually, you know, shout out, we had him on for an interview and Mm -hmm. he was Really, you know, a a good kid. Really nice guy. Yeah, Nice guy. Seemed very smart and and really knew his game. And I did kind of like, he's one of the only guys that we asked him, who do you want to model your game after? And he's like, I'm just me. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone else has a a comp that they kind of want to be like. And Avery was just like, I'm me. And I was like, all right, man, you do you. Because that's pretty sweet. Um, You list a couple of the other guys that I think we all know about. But you seem to to say that you're ex- extra excited about uh, Chris Parson headed to FSU. Tell, sell me mm-hmm. on Parson. I wasn't super impressed with the Elite 11, but maybe it's just because I don't like FSU. I,
1: I believe he was QB7 on the rankings I just put out. So I'm not terribly high on him, but I mean, he's in my top 10, so I am pretty high. But he's another – he's pretty dynamic. He's not nearly the runner that you know Avery Johnson is, but he's not too far off from like a Pierce Clarkson. I think I like his arm a lot more than I like Pierce Barton. It's uh, I don't think he has a crazy arm, but it's a good enough arm, especially he's you know he's kind of a smaller player to begin with, but he can throw with you know multiple arm angles. He's making a lot of big time throws, a lot of cross field throws, all on the run, off platform throws. And he's just he's a really fun player to watch. And I love watching really aggressive quarterbacks like that who know. You know, I'm going to make this ridiculous throw and there's nothing this corner can do about it. Mm-hmm. And I it seems like he just makes a ton of those on his film.
0: Well, yeah, you like that attitude. I can't wait to get into him, uh, you know, with the full game charting and see if uh, mm-hmm. well, yeah. I've been watching. You know, and uh, there's a ba- bunch of bad plays in between the highlights. But that that all sounds great. I, I I think at the Elite 11, he just didn't strike me as anything too special. Like you said, he he's not a big guy, but I will say he was kind of like well-built, but he was a little bit of a shorter guy. Um, and you don't get to see those daring-type plays that much mm-hmm. uh, in that setting. So, you know, maybe I missed some of that. We'll have to take a closer look. I trust your opinion very – or I value your opinion very highly. So, you know, we'll, I'll have to go back and uh, hashtag watch the tape on that one. So – um running backs i mean i think we both agree at most most services seems to agree cedric baxter is rb1 he's your rb1 he's big he's fast you know he's he's got some wiggle he's kind of got you know all the big check boxes what would you say is a weakness of baxter since he's generally pretty excited
1: yeah he's not much of a receiver i think that's a pretty glaring flaw in his game i think he he only had, like, 4% of his team's receptions last year, something like that. Not, It wasn't a lot either way. Um, and other than that, I think, you know, he does have a little wiggle, especially around the line of scrimmage. He's very good at, you know, finding that hole and shimmying, like, a linebacker with a cut. But he's not really a guy who's going to shake somebody in the open field. So I think that's probably a weaker area of his game.
0: I would tend to agree. And I think a lot of the – high end running backs and you mentioned this in your article it's not the strongest class we've seen um i feel like a lot of the the bigger guys in this class the 215 220 and there's a number of them in this class but they all are very similar like that like which mm-hmm. i mean obviously you don't get a lot of 220 guys uh that are that are shifty and have the wiggle and have it all i mean it just doesn't happen very often those are rare so it makes sense that they don't all have those pieces in place. But I agree. He's probably the best of that group. But, yeah, they're all, like, big, straight line. And, and you know, a lot of them do hit some nice MPH, but not a lot of that dynamism. Just more like if they have a lane, they'll go. But one guy I think actually can create, and I really like what I've seen – as a receiver specifically, even in some rivals camps where he's had some one-on-ones and he just looks like a really good route runner, really good receiver. just as Haynes out of the state of Georgia, probably going to go to Georgia. I think he's a legacy there. Um, but I think he's got workhorse size. I think he's got very good receiving ability. You know, I haven't seen enough or I haven't watched enough players to say he's the best receiver in the class, but I think he's very good. Um, so I really like him, but I don't see him mentioned as, as a lot of people's number one. Do you have any issues with Haynes? Uh, I don't really have any issues with him. I
1: think he's a really good, like, all-round player. He's got, you know, a really well-rounded game. I don't think he has a singular trait that really stands out that much to me. But I do think he'll end up being a pretty good college player, but not like, you know, the next legacy Georgia running back. I don't think he's has that level of talent. But I okay. do think, you know, he's very good. He he has good stats too. He moves well laterally. He's pretty fast he's pretty physical I just don't think he's none of me supremely good at and,
0: uh, yeah and I you know it could be one of those guys where the the sum is greater than the parts uh, when you put it all together it's well-rounded not a lot of weaknesses but nothing like you said you can hang your hat on and say this is where he's gonna win every time
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then I wanted to give you a couple seconds to just gush on Jeremiah Cobb I know he's your guy mm-hmm. you mentioned the the Paint the picture a little bit for the for the viewers. Why he's so good?
1: Yeah, I, he's he's another player. He doesn't really have that many weak parts in his game. He's fast. He's a, ton, a little small, 190 pounds, but that's you know, I'm fine with that. Terrible. Yeah, little, yeah, it's not terrible.
0: Yeah. Remember, Especially going to rise- an
1: SEC program, he can he can put on 15 pounds, you yeah. know.
0: Right, and these this is weights as a rising senior. I mean, they could mm-hmm. put on you know even if they put on three pounds. By the time they go to college, that's starting the process. And then, like you said, another 10 to 15 in college. So we got a ways to – I mean, 190 at this point doesn't bother me too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I agree. And um, he's a really good receiver. I think that's the best flashy part of his game is he can go play out wide. Um, he's very fast too. He ran – I think I got him at 21.3 miles per hour. And he looks every bit of it on tape. He's making huge plays. He was good laterally. Like really just the size at this point is the only thing. And he's not, you know, he's not a super physical player, but I think that's partially with the size as well.
0: Okay. Jeremiah Cobb. I think he's a little lower in a lot of the rankings. So that'll be a good one for our viewers and listeners to circle that name. All right. Wide receiver. You've got two at the top. Um, I, a guy you've basically sold me on now for months. A guy I think you mm. fell in love with him kind of very early in the process is um uh, Zachariah Branch, probably heading to USC, but taking some other visits that could get interesting. And Mikai Lemon, who I think is going to USC, right? Uh, committed. So, yeah. so two guys out on the West coast, uh, you know, maybe the next, uh, you know, big one, two receivers we see go. Tell us a little bit about those two.
1: Yeah. So Branch is my wide receiver one in the class still. He's been since the beginning and, he really he reminds me so much of Jalen Waddle. He's such a dynamic athlete. He moves so good, like stop start, lateral, everything. He is so explosive. He's a track stud to go along with it. And you can just turn on the film and you can see it instantly. He's a high-end punt returner. You know, he works mostly out of the slot because of his size, but he's going to get open with no problems, you know, in college and especially in the NFL, because he's for sure going to end up being at least a day two NFL pick if something somehow goes wrong with his college career. But I would expect day one, just because he, I think he's a pretty rare player, and he's kind of stuck in a mold because of his size. You know, he's going to end up being mostly a slot guy, punt returner, but he's just so so good in that role. I think he'll end up being a pretty high first round pick.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the we have to kind of adjust the, this idea of slot only guys because maybe in 2002, but now the whole point is you move these guys around. You're creative with your formations. You know, you get them off the line, say they do struggle against the press, but you find creative ways to get the ball in their hands without just having to match up against the, you know, the outside corner. Like, that's old school thinking. So I agree with you. I mean, we need to go with traits here. Size does not seem to be a very limiting factor to be very good in the NFL. I mean, I think there's some stuff that still says you kind of need to be the bigger guy to be like a top three producer, but like mm-hmm. you'd be easily top 10 guy, a top seven guy or top 10, seven to 10 guy uh, and be small. Like it doesn't, it, you know, I have really stopped worrying about size. And I don't think when you get some more creative play callers and some more creative OCs and stuff, they're going to limit a guy who's that dynamic just to the slot. So I'm with you there. And then Mackay Lemon. And yeah, he's a he's
1: a really good all round player. He's got his really well rounded game. He's good at the line, getting all press at the line. He's you know you can go up and get the ball. He uh, he's pretty good after the catch too. Not the best you know straight line speed athlete. I think I got him around. miles per hour or so but he's just a really good overall athlete like he can move good laterally he's flexible he's agile all that good stuff
0: justin marshall fan club welcome Mm -hmm. tell us about him oh man Marshall, probably the
1: best yak player in this class and he's super fast 21.9 miles per hour he you know he's plays you know another pretty limited role he's a mostly slot, he plays more running back too, some wildcat quarterback. And, you know, he's mostly just getting shortstop behind the line, just you know get the ball in his hands, let him go. Because half his highlight tape is just him boogieing for like 60-yard touchdowns. And he does kick returns, punt returns.
0: So he's a bit of a limited
1: role, but he has a really high ceiling. He's really, really good at
0: that one role. And we do love multi-dimensional guys who are doing it in in all areas of the field in all different ways. So that's great. Okay, awesome. Well, that's a great primer. Everybody, if you haven't already, please check out his article. We'll actually link it here in the show notes um, and go check it out. You'll get a bunch more names and Matt's nice overview of that 2023 class to get your mind thinking, get some names in in your head there. And uh, we'll obviously have much more to say about the 2023 class as we move on. We did a mailbag this week, and I thought it was... We did a mailbag this week, and I thought that it went really well. We got some good questions. I think it's something we're gonna try to do more frequently. Um, But we, we posed it to the Discord and said, hey, anybody got questions about 2023 class or recruiting in general evaluations? um really anything goes and we got some questions we're going to try to rattle off here the first one comes from user the eagle i believe it is uh in our in our discord or theagle and he asks are there any 2023 or beyond players you would draft in a seven round debbie startup so when i was first thinking of this question i was like how am I, how do i really answer this because i don't know right away and i said well okay in a seven round Devi startup 12 teams you're gonna have 84 players drafted um so how many of, of the top 84 Debbie, where does it fall off where i'd say you know instead of this guy who's already in college i'd rather take a stab at a, at a total unknown um and so i was looking at my Devi rankings and saying okay like 15 quarterbacks maybe I'd want to take after that I get kind of uh, uninterested maybe 20 running backs 30 wide receivers so what's that about 65 players uh or so and then maybe three tight ends after that I'm not that interested in a tight end um that's like 70 players I mean and you can give or take one or here or there the other but like there's probably room, if you wanted to be really aggressive and shoot for that upside, of about 10 potential guys, you could say, I'll I'll take them out of the 2023 class or maybe even 2024 now that we're starting to get a handle on some of those guys. So, uh, Matt, I know we were talking off air a little bit, but, like, basically, I think the question boils down to who are the top five to 10 guys that you would put above, not knowing landing spot in some cases, not seeing, you know, what they arrived on campus weight-wise and all these other – you know, we start getting trickling in information, right? But we don't have that for these guys. Who's a handful? And I know you haven't done – I've done more quarterbacks so far. Why don't you speak to, like, running back? I'm going to guess you'd say branch, throw branch in there because you seem to – Yeah, think- So,
1: so I would just probably just list my, you know, my tier one guys from each position group. So – Quarterback would be Malachi Nelson, uh, Dante Moore, Arch Manning, uh, running back Cedric Baxter, wide receiver, uh, Zach Branch, and uh, Makai Levin. I think all of them are worth, worthy of being you know picked within those first seven rounds.
0: And sorry, running back, did you pretty much only have Baxter? Yeah,
1: yeah, only Baxter.
0: So he's in a tier of his own. I agree with all that. Um, we talked about most of these guys. Manning is a bit – I think Nelson and Moore are the top two – uh, probably going to be my top two. Manning might end up being QB3 for me. He's. Mm-hmm. I've done some full game charting. I've watched about three full games every snap from Manning. And the best thing I can say about him is he's like incredibly high floor. You know, I think he's going to come in, he's going to be ready to start week one freshman season. But. I just don't see the dynamism that like entices you with some of these other guys. Um, for example, I think I had him like draw the defense offsides five times in a game. That is real life good, right? I mean, that's like that's that's maturity. That that's knowing how to manipulate a snap count. That you don't see that hardly at all, much less five times in a game. But what's that going to do for us for fantasy? I mean, that's not that exciting. I think right now, from what I can tell, that's a little bit more of who he is. He's going to win with his mind. He's going to win with um, all the little things rather than the 30-yard the deep out on a pinpoint, you know, that you're just like, oh, my, that arm talent is just ridiculous. He may develop into that. I question whether or not I'd even want to take him in a Debbie like right now. I think you'd have to you'd have to throw it in there. Uh, one of the last guys taken maybe, and you just say, um, we're going to hope he develops into a more dynamic player. I will say for the dynamism point, he's a better runner than I thought, and he's a better runner than mm-hmm. you would think, knowing Eli and, and Peyton. Well, and, yeah, he's Cooper's son, so it's a little different. Right. He's right. the actual
1: athletic brother. <laughs>
0: So, I think he's certainly interesting, but like his game right now, I mean, you just watch it and you're just like, if they're showing like, you know, certain blitz or, or pressure, like he just checks down, throws it to a screen. I mean, mm-hmm. like he had about like I swear, it was like 20 plays in a row where the where the a dot was like three or less. I mean, we're talking like multiple throws behind the line, and you're just like, that's not what I want to see from mm-hmm. this elite talent, but. Anyway, the only other guy at this point that I might say, hey, take a swing on a 2024 guy. Maybe last pick is Raiola Dominic Raiola from. Dylan. Oh no, Dylan. His dad is Dominic, mm-hmm. uh, who is the offensive lineman I think for the Tigers. So, so Dylan Raiola um, already committed to Ohio State, number one quarterback in 2024, and uh, he certainly looks like. Um, I mean. Yeah, I, I would the agree. With you that. Want. Mm-hmm. Just the opposite of what I was talking like about. he he Sorry. could
1: potentially be if he was in this 2023 class, he could potentially be QB1. Yes,
0: yeah, that, no, Like we're talking
1: so. that good, you know.
0: That good, and you know, the thing that sets him apart is you watch him, and it's the it's the you know, it's such a buzzword now, but like it's that off-platform multiple arm angles mm. type stuff. He's like throwing across his body, he's looking one way and like doing the Mahomes thing, slicking it out to the other side. So, I mean, and he and that's sophomore tape, right? So pretty pretty yeah. impressive' already over 200 pounds. so he's like bit I mean just I'd mm-hmm. take a swing on on Raiola, I think already for sure in a deep you know in, in this you know seven round Debbie I'd still do it at the end of the devi so um, okay last question that was a little bit long. I think we were trying to make these a little quicker but how far in the future do you feel comfortable evaluating film? This is from uh, one of our founders Chris Moxley. You're one of the biggest film guys around. So, what do you what do you say? I mean, do you have an opinion there. Is there is there? Any- um, I mean,
1: it, it depends on what you're doing with that evaluation. If you're, you know, I have no problem evaluating a freshman in high school. Am I going to use that as like nail in the coffin? This is who this player is. You know, this is who they'll always be. No, you know, obviously, their game is going to change. They're gonna get better. They're gonna physically develop. So, I, I think it depends on the purpose of why you're evaluating.
0: Sure. Uh, and I, and I, you know, I think a year ago, even I would have maybe said like, oh, I'm, I'll just wait for senior film. Um, you don't know what, you know, how their game is going to evolve. But the more I talk to people and I've talked to some actual recruiters recently, uh, you know, we had John DiBiasso from uh, Pitt on last week. He's a quarterback coach. And he's like, you can tell arm action as a freshman. Like you can tell velocity as a freshman. You can tell. There are things you can tell these guys, if they are on the field with varsity, you can see how do they stack up against other varsity players. Um, So I'm starting to think like, yeah, there's no level where you're like, I can't glean anything from this. I mean, like you said, you may not stamp a guy as a finished product. I think that would be pretty silly. But there is, I mean, freshman tape, sophomore tape. I don't think that's early too early. I mean, I'm already looking at some 2024 guys and I saw some 2024 guys in person at the elite 11 these are rising juniors they just finished their sophomore year and some of these guys look as good as any of these juniors out there i mean so when they pop younger i think you can really believe that you know i don't think you have to say well it's too young to see what they'll become most guys do get better uh and if they're already separating themselves from the competition it's the same thing in college right like A guy pops as a freshman in college and we're like, boom, first round pick. Just wait two Mm -hmm. years as a first round pick. What's the difference in high school? If they're popping that early, it's promising. So I don't – yeah. I actually don't have a problem freshman. I mean, if they're on the field as an eighth grader, watch it. Yeah. Because if they are on the field with varsity, you can tell what's going on around them and you can see what kind of decisions are they making – are they beating players, you know, kind of in one on one situations and things like that? Do you have any thoughts on Cameron Seldon? This is from user Tacho in our Discord. Uh, he's a big dude, like 6'1, 220, mm-hmm. kind of an athlete. Do you have any? 22, 22
1: miles per hour. He's one of the best athletes in this class. Wow. That's Harvard, Yeah, super, super athletic. I wish he was playing running back, uh, but he's not. I don't think that's even consideration right now. But. His uh what position he's plays is gonna land depend on where he where he lands. Right now he's expected to go to Penn State. And there's they seem to want him on defense. So you know if he ends up there, it's kinda you know kills the hope. I haven't been ranking him anywhere because I think that's probably the path he's gonna end up going is on defense. So
0: all right, bummer for fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um I got another question, and I like this question a lot. So from Sal, one of our OGs in the Discord and an OG Mm -hmm. campus supporter, he asks, Texas, Florida, California, and Georgia, top four states. I think we can kind of agree on this for recruiting and pulling star recruits, blue-chip guys. What is a state after those big four you'd start to think is coming close to that level in talent? And I think this is a bit of a complicated question because um raw numbers you're probably not going to touch texas and florida just because there's so many people in that state and they have a good percentage that become very good college football players i think if you look at per capita which might be a way to approach this in terms of kind of a sneaky state to go into and look at uh i have an article it's from 2017 from sb nation alex kirschner wrote it of split zone duo and it showed that like, Louisiana, actually, per capita, had the second most blue-chip recruits out of that state per capita. Um, the most was Washington, D.C., but the denominator there is so small. It's only 600,000 people. It's a very small area, so you only need a handful to like have a big ratio. But Louisiana is 4 million people. Now, that's about a fifth or quarter as big as like Texas and Florida. But per capita, they put out a ton of players. Uh, really good blue chip player. So I like Louisiana. Uh, that's kind of my sneaky, good recruiting state. you have any thoughts about that? Yeah, I mean, generally I agree. I think
1: uh, they really, in terms of the question, there's not really anybody who's coming close to those top four. I think Louis, Louisiana, maybe North Carolina, you can debate about for that fifth spot. But it's, you know, that fifth spot isn't close to the four. So it's going to be a while if it ever does close that gap.
0: Uh, yeah. I think Florida, Georgia, probably untouchable. California is interesting. Cause I think it's like, we just think of like offensive skill and that's about it. And then um, Georgia is kind of a newcomer to that elite tier, but I think they deserve it. All right. We're going to actually have to postpone a couple of these questions, but we're going to do other mailbags and you will get your question answered. We had such a nice response, though, that we're gonna we're gonna bump a couple, um, and because we got to talk about new commitments. So we have Ohio State. In the last few weeks, we had Brandon Is, we had Carnell Tate, and now we have Noah Rogers. Three top ten receivers in the twenty twenty three class, which is just laughable. Um, give me a ranking one, two, three of these of these three guys, because we kind of actually did not touch on them previously.
1: Yeah, so uh, I would go Ennis, Rodgers, and then Tate. I don't think – I think there's a closer – or there's a bigger separation between Ennis uh, and Rodgers than there is between Rodgers and Tate. Okay. So, so I don't think
0: – And Yeah. All right. And uh, you know,
1: Tate was my wide receiver 14 in uh, my rankings, but I, he's starting to grow on me a bit, and I'm working on Oracle on him. So
0: stay okay. Stay tuned for that. Another article coming out. Matt's just cranking them. Okay, then we have, like, if you're not following too closely, it's a shocker. I think some of the people that really had their ear to the ground kind of saw this coming a little bit. The number one running back, at least in the 24-7 composite, I'm pretty sure, is Ruben Owens. And he's going to Louisville, of all places. So Louisville has now got a high four-star quarterback, Pierce Clarkson. They've got a pretty good four-star receiver and now adds a, a four-star, but like the number one running back on a number of services, Reuben Owens, totally shocking what they're doing. Um, I don't know. I can't speculate as to exactly how they're doing it, but this is just out of nowhere, this class. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about Reuben Owens? A little bit smaller, 190, but he's fast, and I think he can catch some passes.
1: Yeah, I was pretty surprised that he ended up with Louisville, but uh, he's a good player. He's pretty well-rounded, moves really good laterally, good receiver, put up ridiculous numbers. But his big drawback is that he's old. He's very, very old for his class to the point where it's a pretty major concern
0: in terms of like... He maybe should be in 2022. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean He's going to be a 20-year-old freshman in October of his... God, freshman God. season
0: of college so it's not great that is advanced good player though it was good enough for me to keep him a rb2 and you know specifically from the c2c angle going to louisville like he's gonna mm-hmm. he's gonna play right away i don't see how he doesn't like right. almost i mean there's a trev there is still a Trevion cooley five Sorry to your cooling stocks, everybody. (laughs) But Yeah, I mean, I think this is a guy you can roster and just expect immediate contributions, Mm -hmm. which should bump him up probably in C2C rankings. Um, And then we have two quarterbacks that I'll speak to just a touch. Now, Miami uh, got a commitment from Emery Williams out of down south in South Florida. It's interesting and noteworthy. He's a three-star quarterback. It's noteworthy because they also have Jaden Rashada on campus as we speak um on the heels of this other QB commitment now it's pretty rare for a team to take two quarterbacks in the same class especially like one considered elite level guy um I don't know what it means kind of food for thought leave your leave some thoughts in the comments uh as a Gator fan I try to keep my homerism out of things uh for this show but I would love it if that kind of signals that UM does not think they have a good chance at Rashada but he's on campus now, so who knows what can happen. And then I wanted to shout out friend of the show, Ethan Crawford got a commitment in for Southern Miss Golden Eagles. We've had him on for a interview. He's a great guy. He, uh, his calling card is a lightning quick release and a strong enough arm to make things happen all across the field. He's got a little dual thread in him. Really like him getting to go to an FBS program and compete with some of the best guys in the country. So shout out uh, Ethan Crawford. Congratulations on your commitment to Southern Miss. Um well we'll we'll do some more questions next time. I thought that was fun. Matt, any final thoughts? You got two you got one article out, another Carnell Tate deep dive coming up. What else are you doing? Um I, I'm juggling about like eight recruiting projects at the same time.
1: I'm always working on something but
0: We're working on getting
1: more stuff out to you guys.
0: And that's why you're an invaluable asset for us here at C2C. Always working on something, juggling many many projects. And he actually, you know, he just lets me just throw things up against the wall. And he's like, well, I'll take a look at it. So uh, I appreciate that. You humor my uh, brainstorming sessions and stuff like that. So everyone, thanks for listening. This has been The Official.